Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. I photograph what my conscience asks me to. Uh, you bet you are. Uh, you bet I am. Uh... We're going to fight for those Australians who haven't got the time to go around and get on Twitter and wear T-shirts. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. Welcome to The Curb. My name's Andrew Pearce and this is a podcast that's all about culture, unity, reviews and banter. Uh, this podcast is proudly recorded on the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region and I want to pay respects to their elders both past, present and emerging. If you listen to the previous episode that has gone up at the same time as this particular one where I talked to producer Taryn Lafar, who made the short film Our Law which is currently screening via the Sydney Film Festival website uh, and is also a finalist for the Best Australian Documentary, there are two, uh, and will also be available on uh, NITV on the uh, 22nd of June at 8.30pm via Carla Grant Presents. I highly recommend watching it there. Then you'll have known that this particular episode is about one of the people that this particular short is about, which is Senior Sergeant Revis Ryder, who is, as I mentioned at the end of that particular one, he is the father of uh, Paddy Ryder, who is previously a Port Adelaide football player and is now a St. Kilda football player. They had a pretty good win over the weekend too, so congratulations to them. Uh, this is a short that is about two police officers, two Noongar police officers who work in Warakuna, and the uh, they make up the first uh, completely Indigenous police station in Western Australia, which is a pretty big achievement. And in this particular interview with Senior Sergeant, I talk about uh, well, I ask him about what that's like, what it's like to be a police officer working out in a rural area and what kind of changes he had to do to accommodate himself from working in Perth uh, to working up there. And additionally, what changes he went through from being a football player to becoming a police officer as well. Uh, I think there is a lot to gain from this particular discussion. And if you listen to the uh, interview with Taryn, I, I certainly covered a lot of points that are currently going on in the world right now, uh, both prior, prior to the interview and after the interview. So I won't repeat myself here, uh, but I do recommend heading over there and listening to that if you haven't already, um, depending on which one has popped up in your feed first of all. But regardless, I, I really enjoyed this discussion with the senior sergeant and I appreciate having his time. And certainly over the past few weeks, I've had the opportunity to talk to a wide array of voices uh, from all over the world. I previously talked to a mayor. 
I've talked to a doctor, and now I've talked to a police officer, and and all of these kinds of things have really uh, illuminated my mind and and forced me to see the world in a different perspective. And that's what I hope to do with these interviews and these discussions, is to bring different perspectives to you. Now, understandably, uh, they may not be perspectives that you agree with, but I think that they're still worthwhile putting out there and, uh, you know, helping adjust your mind to the world uh, at large and uh, challenging you at least. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to be rushing out and interviewing, you know, One Nation members or something like that. But I hope that these particular discussions at least will in- encourage you to uh, see the world from a different perspective and to understand and empathize with uh, different roles in society. And in regards to this particular discussion, it is the role of Indigenous police officers in Australia. So that's enough from me. Let's listen to the trailer for Our Law, and then we'll be back with the interview with Senior Sergeant Revis Ryder. On a quick note too, the very first question I ask him is about his back because that is one of the themes that is in the the short film. Uh, So when you hear that question, that's what I'm talking about. One kid of fish, better speaking. She had a young mum go to the school and she left a little child and and walked off. She might be walking around the community somewhere. She had that blue shirt, t-shirt on, didn't she? Yeah, and great track bands. Oh, what are we doing with this baby? Aches and pains. Aches and pains, and that's what it's for. In language, what is this called? Yirmanga, yirmanga. Yirmanga, yirmanga. You're I need to learn the culture, learn the respect, learn the language. So, by learning your ways, and you coming out here and learning my way, yes. it's like we're learning two ways together. Yes, together. So I watched the the short Our Law, which was a really wonderful uh, short that's about yourself uh, and your work that you're doing. Um, but I guess the first question I want to ask you is, uh, first of all, how's your back going? I'm curious about that. <laughs> my, my back? Oh, I think it just, I think it comes with age. Yeah, it comes with age, I suppose. <laughs> you wake every morning, or well, you've got some sort of uh, little niggle aches and pain, but... Um, no, no, it's going pretty well at the moment, so... Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, what does it mean to have a short film made about you and the work that you're currently doing? Oh, look, it's... Uh, yeah, it's great that this has happened. I never expected to um, sort of this... to sort of get this um, sort of um, um, attention, you know, with with, with the film. Um, you know, at first it was, um, you know, Taryn and, and Sam and um, Cornell coming out and you know, speaking us on video and taking some photos and we take them around the community and introduce them to, to the elders and people in the communities and, yeah, but to to, um, to where it's gone, it just sort of, um, sort of, yeah, been blown away a bit by, by it. Yeah, it's a, it's really powerful. I've just gotten off the phone uh, to Taryn then, just then talking about uh, her side as the, the producer for the piece as well and, you know, saying how, just seeing how, uh, how much she worked with the community to, to get this made. Um, what's it like for you to step into this role as, you know, as a police officer in a, a remote town? What's that like for you to, to make that transition from, um, 
I guess, did you come from down in Perth way and then move up there uh, to start off? That was probably a better way of phrasing that question. Yeah, yeah, of course. Look, um, <clears throat> yeah, my career has taken me sort of around the state, um, you know, in, in, in the city, like Perth City and also to some of the country towns. So, um, you know, having the, um, and, and with the, uh, you know, the transfer around the state, it's, it's sort of given me an opportunity to, um, you know, meet and interact with, with people of all different backgrounds and, you know, sort of the newer people down south and then working in the Midwest area of Geraldton and, and those towns around Geraldton with the, the, the Yamaji people. So, um, get, and then sort of out into, um, um, like towns like Kambalda where I'm working with the, um, um, the people in Kalgoorlie, so the, the Wongai people out there, and then sort of, um, you know, working remote in a remote location has always been something that I, I wanted to do. So when um, given given the opportunity to, to relieve out in the land, um, you know, I jumped at it, and then um, the opportunity came around to um, to transfer out there full-time. And um, so, you know, I um, applied for that, and, was, um, you know, thankfully, um, you yeah, know, pretty thankful to the, to the um golf goldfield investments um uh district office uh, um sort of uh, bosses there um for, to give me that opportunity to um to work full time out in the lands yeah and what does it mean for you to be part of the first all indigenous police station as well yeah i didn't um i i didn't realize that and I, that was something i didn't even uh, think about i as well you know so and then I was just told about it, and I sort of, um, um, yeah, it just, um, I thought I was pretty special, I suppose, and, but it didn't change the way I, I um, operated and the way I went about my business. You know, um, I was out there to um, to work within the communities and basically to um, create, um, you know, safe environment in the communities for the for the people who live there, the kids and, and the elderly, elderly as well. So um, great to have, have that uh, recognition. But um, yeah, sort of didn't didn't change um, the way I went about my business and, and and the work I had to do out there. Well, the impression I get from you from the documentary is that you your role as a police officer is to help the community at large, and it, that's that's clear by your work in in you know with the local footy team as well. Um, how important is that sense of community for you? Uh, both as a police officer and as an individual. Oh, very important as well. Not only as a police officer, being an uh, indigenous man as well. So, and um, you know, it was a it was a different culture as well. So, like, I'm from around the Perth area. I'm, I'm a younger man from down this way, and um, and going out there and working with the with the people out in the Ngunnawal uh, land was uh, yeah pretty special and um, and um, very important as well. So. You know, creating that um, safe environment, environment, and um, you know, it's something that we do as police officers, where we, you know, um, help people and protect people. Um, so it's really important to make sure that um, you know, firstly, I suppose, you know, got to know people, you know, build build trust, earn respect, um, and often that was pretty um, pretty important for me to to do that to to work to stay out there and work out there in, in the lands. Oh, definitely. What does it mean for you, like, when you decided to be a police officer, what was the drive and uh, the desire to become a police officer? 
Um, yeah, that was my um, ambition, you know, growing up to, be, to become a police officer. Just the opportunity came about, and um, um, it was a, um, a late brother who was in the job at the time who sort of sort of pestered me to, to join. And um, yeah, back in uh, 90, 1996, I think the opportunity um, arose where where there was a, an opportunity to, to join the police service, and so so yeah, I applied, I jumped at it, and um, was accepted, and and uh, sort of sort of moved on, but. But um, what it means is, um, and why why I joined was to, yeah, basically help people help people in need and and um, you know uh, do the right thing by by people and um, yeah make sure that uh, there's always uh, um, good things happening um, and and help people understand right from wrong basically. Yeah, yeah. What was the transition like from? Being a, a you know a, a great footballer playing for the best waffle team, um, what was that like? The transition going from that to being a police officer was a bit of a a, a shock in in uh, different worlds, I guess. Uh, in in how you you went about your day to day life, like one is a, a team and one is keeping uh, a community safe and calm. Yeah, well, the, the police service has all as a team as well, you know. So it, it uh, wasn't uh, sort of too much of a transition. It's, it's basically how I um, sort of um, how I sort of uh, was with people. You know, my first 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 meeting with people. Um, I suppose in, in footy, it's 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 you know like it's all teamwork, I suppose, and um, and it's and how you um, the output you you sort of you know your performances and what you do on a footy oval, but you sort of also rely on on your teammates. So and Similar with policing, I suppose you know you, you um, never work alone, so you, you, you're in a team. Um, especially in the metro areas, you're, you're in big teams, so there's always um, someone there to help out, and um, you know working in that in that sort of team team environment. Um, so yeah, I didn't find the, the transition um, daunting at all. So. And I guess I mean you're still playing football in some regard. It's just it's not at the waffle level. You're you're doing it with uh, the local community there, which is is great to see. And um, what's a diff- what's the difference of playing on like a turf versus I mean the in the the short it looks like it's a a fairly hard kind of ground. So what's that like as playing football on that? Yeah, very hard. So look at. Um those uh, young young men out there and, and the boys who play footy up on the red dirt is uh, is amazing, um, and um, so yeah, quite quite hard to adjust. Um, very slippery. Um, you know, you're not playing on on grass, um, which I'm used to. But you know, yeah, look, I tr- I try to um, um, have a game here and there. Um, a lot of times the boys want me to coach. Um, um, so so. Um, yeah, I've got a, but then I, I've always um, sort of as well played a lot of the kids, and then you know going out in the centre, there's that there's that language barrier there, you know, um, um, and so I'll, I'll put my hand up at the start of a game, and um, because we've got kids from from different teams playing, and then I'll I'll, I'll make a comment about about looking after the kids and you know letting the kids get when they get the ball, kick the ball, and no being rough with the kids, so so I'll have a bit of input at the start of the game. Mm. What what has that learning curve been like as well? Learning different languages and um, becoming part of the community and learning uh, the different words for different things. There is 
a beautiful shot in in the short where um, yourself and and Sergeant Kelly are, are sitting there learning the different words for for dogs and stuff like that. What's that learning curve been like for you? Oh, look, it's it's a, it's a uh, was well, it's very hard. I, I I can say that um, yeah, I don't fully understand a lot of the language and a lot of the word, but so sort of what we learnt was. We identified that we needed to have an understanding of the language and and some of the words, so it's pretty pretty basic. But um, it, it helps when we we attend jobs and and we um, you know people are speaking language and um, then we we can hear a word that or we've learned that word, so we know what it means. So and then and we when we're talking to people, we we um, we relay uh, you know we'll, we'll speak some some words of, of language as well. So. Um, so it's quite good that um, you know that helps helps us and and also the people that that, that we have an understanding of, of some of the words. So sometimes we say it wrong and we all have a laugh about it, but then then the ladies will will, will correct us and and tell us how to pronounce it correctly. So you know, it's good. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's it's certainly um, you know there seems to be a, a real warmth that that you're there. Uh, certainly from the short that you you are there there's a, a positive presence there in in helping keep the place um safe but also helping assist the community at large um what has been from your perspective at least what is the difference between um being a police officer down here in perth and uh being a police officer at near Kalgoorlie, for example um is there different kind of challenges that are faced uh in in both areas yeah, different environments. Suppose out in the land, we we got the community, you know, and so the community not as big as, I mean, for example, Kalgoorlie, so the population, sorry. Um, so, and also the it's a type of uh, sort of job that you you are required to attend as well. So you know, I understand that there is quite there's a difference, but um, you know, in the day we're still police officers. Um, people still still see see us as police officers, and and. Uh, Majority of the time, you know, we're there to 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 help sort that problem. So, it's the way you come across to people as well that that goes a long way to um to um not only protecting yourself but um to getting the job done. Um, and um, you know, we do do a good job, and then you gain the respect of the people you're dealing with as well. So, um, and that's what we we sort of hope to do out there, you know, and um and keeping that keeping the community safe. Um, Warakoon is one of one of three communities that, that I place in, or that we place in, sorry. So we also have uh, Tukula community and also Wanam community. So there's, there's three communities in in the area that that um, that we place in. So um, there's a lot, long distance to travel to these communities and, and also, um, you know, more people. So, um, so it's, uh, yeah, and the main, main thing is creating... I know. I was. I was just going to ask, how much space are we talking here? How many kilometres are we talking? What what region is that? Okay, so uh, Tukla community. So it's um, um, kilometre wide. It's problem. I'm talking 170 k's. Um, sort of um, towards Alice Springs, and then and then out towards the um, um, in the direction of uh, Kintore. Sort of, and is that well distance-wise? Yeah, 170 kilometres to to get to Tukla community, and then um, Wanan is just um, um, 
a little bit uh, about about hundred k's away from us. So, so yeah, it's a, a short drive to it, those two communities. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's but it's a broad area that you're covering, um, and and how many offices do you have as well out there? Is it yourself and um, a couple of others, or is it just yourself doing a lot of the work? No, there's two. So there's um, there's two police officers, WA police officers uh, based at Warakuna, and we also have a um, um, a Northern Territory police officer who, who's sort of uh, based in Warakuna, but uh, he um, polices. Um, the Docker River community, which is just inside the Northern Territory border. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. What, what's that like working with yeah. a different region then? Like it's, uh, you're obviously dealing with, you know, WA, massive area, and then Northern Territory is just there. I think it's it's easy for us to forget down here in Perth how um, how close that is to Northern Territory. Um, so what's it like working alongside them? Yeah, quite close, and uh, yeah, we have a good relationship with the, with the Northern Territory Police as well. So we're we're a, we're a, a cross uh, we, we have a cross border agreement with Northern Territory and, and also South Australia. So so um, you know myself, I, I'm um, sort of um, got special constable status, you know, within South Australia and also Northern Territory Police. So which allows me to travel into Northern Territory and also South Australia. Um, so. Um, at the time being the only um, Northern Territory officer sort of base in Warragoona, um, we're often called on to assist with with um, sort of jobs in in Docker River, and to, to and we go with the Northern Territory police officers to to help out. Oh yeah, that that sounds quite interesting. Um, now I I'm I find it it's going to be difficult to ask this question, but given the current state of the world right now and uh, certainly what's going on in America and in Australia, at least with the protests and things like that, I'm curious how you're going as an officer and uh, what kind of challenges are facing you uh, personally um, with the the protests that are currently going on around Australia and in America. Yeah, look, look I'm sort of not going to make uh, sort of any comment in regards to um, you know the the um, actions of police, but obviously the, the American one is quite bad. You know we've we've all seen it in the news and through the media, and um, so yeah, I suppose you know look at both of them. I'll, I'll touch on the the one in America first. So it was it was it was quite bad to see that happen, um, um, and 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 it's in the news now. So the the four officers officers have been charged, so that they'll have their their time in court, and 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 obviously we just had to wait for the outcome of that. But with the New South Wales one, um, you know, yeah, not going to really comment. But you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know the full story. Um, and and I couldn't say if, um, um, yeah, I don't know sort of what what sort of transpired there. But uh, I think if the the officer there had his time again, he may have, may may have um, acted may have acted differently next time. So who knows? Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I can understand that completely. Um, it's from what I get from the sh- the short our law, everything that you're doing is is working to help both transform uh, the rural uh, police officers and and make sure that there is more po- uh, more of a positive presence in the community and uh, to break down that kind of. Um, I don't know if this is a conscious thing on on your effort or on your behalf or anything like that, but there seems to be a a you know desire to transform the uh, the 
uh, imagery of police and things like that. And and if it's not, you're certainly doing a fantastic job and, and really helping out. Um, how, what is your stance on, what is, how do you um, frame yourself as an Indigenous police officer in the community at large? What kind of challenges are, are facing you as an Indigenous police officer? Uh, challenges, um, yeah, look, um, I suppose, yeah, the biggest challenge I, I have is, is, is um, you know, especially going out there and um, in, the, in the land is, um, you know, the trust and respect of people who live out there. So, um, you know, I don't come across as a, um, as a, um, um, and I'm often told this by, by the community, I, I'm not a sort of a mean person. I, I don't, I'm not really rough with people. Um, you know, it's all about uh, the communication. So, you know, we want to avoid avoid violence in every way, you know. So um, I reckon, you know, and I've taken it myself, that the probably best way is have that communication so where you don't, where you don't get to that, you know, that stage, that stage where, where you're, um, you know, you're in a wrestle or something with someone. So if you can, if you can talk it out, that's probably the best solution. And we, we, we just have to change. We're going to try something different. Um, and, um, yeah, just it's working for myself out there. That's how I, that's how I want to uh, um, police out there, and and it's it's going quite well. So I'll know about the change, um, and I'll keep doing that because it's working well. So, do do people come to you for advice and guidance on on how to help adjust for their own communities or their own uh, regions that they police? Look, look I, there's uh, two other other. Um, multifunctional police stations in the land. So, and and I have, uh, you know, on a daily basis, I I have uh, communication with with the staff. You know, the OIC that these other two um, other stations, and uh, you know, we yeah. So we we talk that every day about different things that affects um, our communities, and we often call on each other for assistance when when when, when required. So um, yeah, we get a good work relationship, and we're always sharing. Sharing, um, sharing stuff with each other as well. So, you know, our, our role out there um, as police officers is to, you know, create that uh, safe environment for the for the people out in the land and um, make sure that the communities are, are safe where we want to live in. Mm. Um, I'll take up just a couple uh, more questions of your time, and I greatly appreciate you uh, giving me the time to talk about your work as well. It's it, I think it's really important. Um, I'm curious, uh, from in Perth at least, we we dealt with this the whole pandemic thing, um, you know, as best as possible in as best way as possible. What has what was the the reaction and and the way that you dealt with the pandemic um, in your region? How did that work, and and uh, what kind of role as a police officer did you have in ensuring that? the safety of everybody was took place because uh, that seems like a pretty major challenge from my perspective at least yeah look uh, and and we sort of uh, you know firstly uh, a lot of the the, the uh, people out in the land in the communities are fairly compliant with 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 the covid stuff um and, and we work pretty closely with with our um community service manager the people that that run the, run the communities um and and the, and the um also, the nurses, the doctors, you know, in the in the, um, in, in the communities, um, and and it's um, just basically giving a message across to the people in the community about being safe, and because um, because the yeah the people out in the land they they're pretty transient people. They go from you know community to community to 
you know, for, for all types of reasons, you know, visit family or in the same contact with family. So they like to drive between communities. So our message was, um, you know, try and um, stay, you know, we understand that they that they got to travel, you know, be it for um, to pay respect because someone has passed away or something, um, the family, um, but also our message was to try and be safe in, in these times um, and, um, and and stay in your community as much as you can. Um, and it, was, it seemed to work. So, you know, people were, I said, fairly compliant with, with the different rules that, that we were talking to them about. So, um, yeah, we really didn't have any major problems. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. It's good to hear that. Um, and I guess the final question I've got is obviously the um, the footy is kicking off tomorrow. Uh, the the season is relaunching. Um, what team do you support, and uh, what are you what are you hoping for for this year? Yeah, uh, well, well um, Patrick, Patrick Ryder, obviously my son, he's a, he was a Port Adelaide last year. He transferred across to um, St Kilda, so we're hoping that um, you know that you know Saints haven't been going. Have been going going well and you know quite well in recent years. We're hoping that um, you know they've got a few new players on board, like 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 all other teams. But um, yeah, we've sort of you know follow follow his uh, career, and so yeah, we're going we jump ship from Port Adelaide and across the St Kilda now, and um, just hoping that they have a have a good season and, and he has a good season as well. Or what's well, left fingers of it, crossed. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I'm a Dockers supporter myself, so I'm. Uh, it's it's going to be hard, <laughs> but it's been a weird year to say the least for football. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah, and, and footy's been my been my life as well, you know. So it's it's hard not not watching the footy on on telly. So I think you know, like ourselves, a lot of people are probably glad it's back on and um, yeah, a bit of footy. Then we can you know sit down and watch our footy, our local footy um, in Australia, and. Um, and zone off what's happening around the rest of the world because it's um, really not good um, with um, you know all the uh, process and the riots and the looting and it's not really good to watch. So um, yeah, let's let's get the footy back on. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm as excited as you are. It's going to be good, and um, and I am really hopeful that uh, St Kilda do well because uh, you know they've they certainly had appeared to make uh, good strides and and you know play well on the field but unfortunately uh the final figures just weren't in their favor uh so i'm going to keep my fingers mm, crossed mm. for you yeah uh and and I'll <laughs> <see the page. laughs> yeah as as reluctantly as i no, am going to be doing that <laughs> i'm still going to be cheering on the dockers but <laughs> i'll be like yeah all right. oh yeah of course it's a... yeah no that's fair enough as well so and uh, you know everyone got their team support but um yeah just hope that um you know that you know they go out and play footy, and obviously they want to win, but but have a good time as well. You know, and and, and enjoy the game. So um, other people probably see it differently. It's all about it's all about winning. You know, so and that's what I teach. Um, I try and teach the fellas out in the lands, and it's not it's not all about winning. It's about having fun. Exactly. Yeah, and so, as you're saying, yeah, it's a nice distraction go. from the world at the moment, and that's what we need. It's what we definitely need. Mm. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, Yes. Well, thank you very much for your time. I, I really greatly appreciate it. It's been a real treat to be able to talk to you about your work and, and what you're doing, and football too as well. Uh, it's nice to have those kind of conversations uh, coming back around about footy too. I'm I'm very stoked about that. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I could just say one, one final thing, mate, is that actually, 
you know, the film, we're hoping that, um, you know, people see the film and also current police officers. And, and I know it probably some of the stuff they may think won't, won't work in their areas and, and, and they may be right. But the film is, um, you know, what we're doing out there, it's, um, it all comes down to that, um, to, to how you portray yourself to, to whatever job you attend, you know, and um, it's how, how, how you, you come across to people who you're speaking to. Um, and if you you come across and show that you, you're there, you, you, you're there for a reason. You're obviously there for a reason, but you, you care about what you care about what happens, and um, and you want to you know make sure that everyone's safe and, and no one comes out hurt. Then that's um, that's probably the the best outcome you can hope for. Yeah. I I agree with that completely, and and I think that people who watch this and they really should because it's uh, it's a wonderful uh, wonderful short film and and just such a a treat to be able to sit there and watch it and and see you work so brilliantly with the community. I think that uh, certainly there are things that everybody can take uh, from how you operate yourself and how you interact with people. Uh, there's a lot that we can learn and instill in our own day-to-day lives, even if we're not police officers, you know, we've all got to be a bit more respectful and, and uh, caring to other people too. And I think uh, that's certainly what I got from the film and and your work in particular. So uh, thank you very much for that. I, I greatly mm. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. It's, uh, I suppose the, probably the best people to speak to about, about how, how, they, how, how, the, how the police, uh, how they... Um, you know, they've taken to the police out in, in the land is probably the people themselves so, and give their opinion on it, but, you know, so, but anyway. Well, I, well I Taryn had said that there's going to be more. Living out there, so. Yeah. yeah, Taryn was yeah, talking about there might be more. Yeah, we're, we're hoping that, um, you know, more um, Indigenous police officers, um, you know, throughout the state um, get to do something similar, you know, and, and tell their story. So that is Senior Sergeant Revis Ryder, who, as mentioned in the discussion, is the father of Paddy Ryder, and St Kilda had a great uh, win over the weekend, so congratulations to them. Uh, he is one of the members and the, the people that the short Our Law, which is currently screening via Sydney Film Festival, is about. Highly recommend heading over there, purchasing a ticket. I'll stick a link in the show notes and catching it while it's on at the Sydney Film Festival until the 21st of June. If you do miss it on uh, Sydney Film Festival, then head over to NITV on Monday, the 22nd of June at 8.30pm to watch Our Law uh, on Carla Grant Presents. Highly recommend doing that if you miss it via Sydney Film Festival because this is a really worthwhile short to watch. And I hope that this discussion with the senior sergeant has been interesting. And I hope that the discussion with Taryn in the previous episode was interesting too. I certainly got a lot from both of these discussions. And I'm really uh, honoured to be able to share their voices on this particular website, which is thecurb.com.au. And make sure to head over to Facebook and on Twitter and give us a like and a follow on there and all that kind of stuff, the, the social media jam. There is also an Instagram page as well if you want to do that too. It's mostly just pictures 
stop my dogs. Uh, so enjoy that if puppers are your thing. Uh, and also if you want to uh, help out the website financially, uh, first of all, you can click on the ads on the website. That really does help me out a lot. Uh, alternatively, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the curve AU and from as little as a dollar a month, you get financial uh, support and uh, the heartwarming warmth that comes with that. Uh, but also you do get early access to some things, including interviews and stuff like that really means a lot if you do head over there and support it. Uh, I know that things are tight at this time, but uh, a little bit of uh, uh, financial support for an independent website goes a long, long way. Anyhow, that's enough from me. I really appreciate your time and being in your ears and keeping you uh, company for the last half hour or so. I really appreciate that. I hope that you are finding some comfort and support uh, with whoever you're with, whether it be your partner, your family, your friends, as much as possible, whether it's digitally or as the restrictions take uh, start to lift uh, in person as well. And make sure to uh, continue with your social distancing and washing your hands and wearing masks if you can a little bit goes a long way to help us stop a second wave taking place uh, of COVID-19 infections we don't want that we don't want to head back into isolation it's no fun at all uh, if you are in America or in the UK then please stay safe um, and and as much as you can and, and embrace social distancing and embrace looking after yourselves and looking after each other and donate to Black Lives Matter causes if you can it means a lot to those causes to be able to financially support them and if you can't then please amplify those uh the voices the um the petitions, uh, the GoFundMe campaigns, all those kinds of things, amplify them by sharing them on social media. It helps a lot. Be kind to one another, support one another, uh, look after each other, reach out to those in need. Uh, this is uh, a time when there is a lot of darkness in the world and just a little bit of support by sending somebody a, an email or a text message to check in on them uh, goes a long way. There are a lot of lonely people out there and a lot of people who are hurting right now and and just knowing that there is somebody out there thinking of them and uh, holding them up high and in their minds and, and caring about them goes a long way. Okay, take care people. I'll be uh, in your ears again soon with some interviews for the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Look after each other, stay safe. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.